In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Three in One who brings to us a freedom to offer what we have. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when we started off this built series, I told you that it was going to be a very Lutheran series. That uh, what we were going to be doing in the midst of this was that we were actually going to be taking a look at Lutheran theology. And then you come to this worship service and you hear things like spiritual sacrifices. And if you've been a Lutheran for very long, you're like, wait a second, buddy. Spiritual sacrifices, good works, that kind of stuff. We don't do that! Which is sort of a sad reality, at least the way that we talk about how we live our Christian lives, is that it oftentimes doesn't involve us doing anything. And the reason for that is that we recognize that we're sinners. And we recognize that, well, anything that we would do is going to be tainted by sin. That even if you help that little old lady across the street, you're still a dirty, rotten sinner helping a little old lady across the street. And so, after that gets drummed into your head for a while, you start believing, well, some heresy. And that particular heresy that you start believing is that good works don't matter. But they do. That old lady got across the street because of you, the dirty, rotten, miserable, horrible sinner that just helped her across the street. And so good works do matter. But then we start going, well, but if you say that, Pastor Jay, let me show you where you're going. If you say that my good works matter, then eventually I'm going to start believing that I am in control of my salvation and that then Jesus doesn't matter. Well, you're right. That's the other particular heresy that we fall into. But yet, uh, as a church body, as Lutherans, um, uh, we tend to know that that stinks. But sometimes we sort of end up getting pushed over into this idea that we're not called to do any sort of good work. Simply because we know that it's never going to be a complete good work. That complete good works, those are the things that God does. And we recognize that. And so we go, well, God can do everything. Alright, I'll just sit here and be a lazy bum. I will be the spiritual equivalent of what many of you will look like right after Thanksgiving dinner. And so there's a sort of disconnect that we have to sort of figure out in the midst of this, especially if these verses that you are getting sick and tired of already with 1 Peter, the second chapter... If, if that's going to be the thing that's driving us into this next year, we have to figure out what it means for us to do those good works. We have to figure out what it means for us to, to offer those spiritual sacrifices. And since my mom is here today, um, uh, I'm going to tell you a little story that's going to explain that. Um, 
she doesn't know that I was bringing this up, um, and, and in fact, it's a little bit unfair to her, uh, and I'll, I'll talk about that later. Uh, it, it's a memory that I have. You ever have one of those memories that uh, it keeps on popping up into your head, and, uh, and, and it's one of those formative things that you're like, why do I remember that? But for some reason, you do? Well, I have this memory of being a little kid, and it was my mom's birthday. And uh, the, for some reason, we were doing a big party. Usually, she doesn't get a big party because um, uh, because her birthday is right before Christmas, so she always gets lumped in together with Christmas. Um, but we were having a big party, and I remember that the whole house was a bus. And everybody was getting stuff ready, putting up decorations, making food. People were everywhere. And I decided, I, I was pretty young at the time, I decided that I was going to make my mom a present. And that present that I made was a uh, triangular sheet of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Triangular sheet of paper, I took my scissors and a sheet of paper and I cut out a triangle. Well, I think she was turning 30 or uh, maybe 33 or something. And I remembered, okay, triangles have three sides. So this is actually a great present for mom. It's something with three. And so I'm going to be making something for her with three on it. And so I cut out this triangle, and I colored all over it, and uh, uh, wrote some stuff, and I, I think I even wrote the numbers on there, and uh, gave it to her. Now, I said that this is uh, a, an unfair story to my mom, because uh, I'm not positive that she remembers that. Um, and, and it's very unfair, because a lot of you are going to come up to her after service and say, Hey, do you remember when he did that? And she might say, No. And honestly, why would she remember a triangular sheet of paper? I mean, and not like I was giving her, like, you know, a string of uh, pearls. Not like I was giving her diamond earrings. I was giving her paper cut into a triangle. Well, that helps to explain what it means for us to do good works. That really what our good works are all about is relationship. Because when I gave my mom that piece of triangular paper, it was way more than a tri triangular piece of paper. It meant so much more than just what I could do now in probably about 30 seconds. The relationship was what made it more. That I was telling my mom, Mom, I love you. I'm, I'm happy it's your birthday. The gift itself was kind of worthless. But the intent was there. And it didn't have to be a triangular piece of paper. It could have been anything. But what I was doing there was showing my love for her. 
what we're doing when we do good works in the name of this God that we hold in such high esteem. It's not that when we do our good works that he looks at us and goes, Man, that Jay Winters, what a rock star. He looks at us and goes, Another triangular sheet of paper, huh, Jay? Yeah, that's cute. Um, But what it does is it sort of sets us free, too. Um, There's not a whole lot of things in my life that I can say have actually uh, changed my ministry, impacted my ministry so much that they've changed the way that I go about doing things. But if you ask Liz... um, there's been something that happened this August when I went to uh, the, the uh, Florida Georgia District training session on coaching. Um, and, and this has really changed a lot of what I see and caused me to repent in a lot of ways in terms of the things that I consider to be good enough. Because, you see, I have this sort of tendency to um, not be a perfectionist. Um, Perfectionists are always sort of muddled up and and they don't ever actually get anything done. You know who you are. Um, uh, I actually like getting things done, but I am super picky about uh, sort of the quality that I expect out of myself. And so what that meant for a long time was that since that was the way that I treat myself, which is actually not a bad thing, folks, um, uh, since that's the way that I treat myself, that that was the way that I treated other people. And that is bad. Because we're not all at the same place. And what this approach taught me was that it's okay not to be at the same place. That some of us, we're pretty new Christians, that we, we don't have much under our belt when it comes to what we're doing. And some of us have come into a season where all of a sudden we see that we can start taking those next steps. And the important thing that this coaching thing taught me is that it's not as important for us to reach this bar that others can set for us, or even that we can set for ourselves. It's that we're taking the next step. That we're actually committing to doing something. If you're one of the campus disciples, you've gotten sick of hearing the term action step. It comes from this coaching stuff. And we get together every week. And I push them and say, okay, what's your action step going to be? And then they go out and they have a week in order to do this next thing. And to some of us, that next thing might seem like it's impossible. But for them, it is possible. Because it's just the next step in a series of steps that they're taking. That's what it means for us to offer these spiritual sacrifices. That God doesn't expect us all of a sudden to be Jesus. We couldn't be, even if we wanted to be. But what He does look for in us is that sense that There's a relationship there. And that we see where he's heading. 
and that we feel like we can actually take just one teensy-weensy baby step in that direction. And he set us free to do that. He said, you don't have to be completely righteous to get into the resurrection. That's how it should be, but I've stepped in. And I've taken my action step. And I've died for you on a cross. And now you're free. You're free to be one of those unconscious Christians who's lying on their spiritual couch of life. And if you believe in me, you won't stay there. But eventually, you might get to the point where you cut out a triangular piece of paper. And maybe after you cut out a triangular piece of paper, you'll do something else. And maybe after that, you'll do something else. And maybe right before you get to that next thing that you're going to do, you're going to get hit by a bus. And it's okay. Because he's got you covered. You're set free. Do what shows that you have that relationship of love with Him. Find that next step, however small it might be. And it's going to be the most thrilling, freeing experience that you've had in a long time. Amen.